0: If you pull out the people who felt that Obamacare didn't go far enough, the number of people who have a problem with Obamacare is far less than the Republicans are counting on.
1: This program is made possible by the members and donors to the show. To support the work we do, get commercial-free versions of every episode, and members-only bonus content, please visit the Contributes tab at bestoftheleft.com. Now welcome to the award-winning Best of the Left podcast with clips today from Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, the Tom Hartman Program, the Majority Report, the Zero Hour, the David Pakman Show, Propaganda, and the Young Turks.
2: Day I wake up take a breath and turn to face the non-stop shit geyser of presidential news <laughs> The CIA says the Kremlin interfered in our election on behalf of Trump. Trump says, who knows, could have been some guy. Republican lawmakers are horrified, or not. Trump says he doesn't need intelligence briefings because he's, like, a smart person. He's putting an oil exec and a false flag wingnut in charge of U.S. diplomacy, or not. Is his transition team purging climate change believers from the energy department or just collecting their names for secret Santa? Who the fuck knows? It's too much. I hate it. Meanwhile. God only knows what the states are getting up to while our eyes are full of feces. Those kids have been quiet. A little too quiet. Kids, what are you doing in there?
3: A bill that would
2: make Ohio's abortion laws the strictest in the nation passed the House and the Senate. Oh, what a surprise! They're up someone's skirt. I guess we should have been tipped off by the fact that Ohio's flag is tapered for easier insertion. <laughs> well, I'd like to see them chop Texas's new fetal burial law. The bill would ban abortions in Ohio as soon as a heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks. Six weeks? What the hell, Ohio? At six weeks, most women won't even know they're pregnant. Especially now, since every time we wake up and realize Trump is president, we all have morning sickness. (laughs) Women can miss a period from an extra hard soul cycle regimen or to be fair an extra hard soul cycle instructor. If these assaults on legal abortion don't stop, the only window for terminating a pregnancy will be while the unsuccessful candidates are still drying on your inner thigh. Look, you want to know how extreme this bill is? Governor Kasich is an abortion opponent, but has voiced concern over whether or not this bill is constitutional. Even John Kasich thinks it sounds unconstitutional. And this is a man who puts his signature and countless condiment stains on every anti-abortion bill that lands on his desk. And he's right. A restriction this early is about as illegal as crack. And much like crack, it was smuggled past the guards, hidden inside something else.
4: Republicans have tried to get the heartbeat bill passed before without success. This time, House Republicans tacked it onto a bill dealing with reporting child abuse.
2: I guess in Ohio, sticking your nose in a pregnant teenager's vagina doesn't qualify as child abuse. Look, why are they so hung up on the heartbeat milestone? Maybe it's because it's the only thing that's remotely person like about a six week old embryo. And pro lifers are geniuses at making a lentil sized cluster of developing cells sound like a fully baked pageant baby. (laughs) I'm surprised they haven't passed a law forcing women to put their sonogram through the puppy Snapchat filter before they decide whether to keep it. (laughs) Which would be better than the form a woman will actually have to sign, acknowledging that the quote, unborn human individual she's carrying has a heartbeat. This puts doctors in the position of saying, I'm sorry, if you don't terminate your wanted pregnancy, you could die. Also sign this form saying you heard its precious little heartbeat, you murderer. The activist pushing the heartbeat bill for five years is homophobic crank and wackadoodle about town, Janet Porter, head of the anti-abortion group Faith to Action. Not to be confused with Faith to Action, the world's best boy band. I'm a fan, I like Christopher, he's the bad boy. Porter doesn't just think the state house belongs inside a woman's womb, she thinks a woman's womb belongs inside the state house.
5: History making testimony at the state house today from an unusual source, a 15 week old fetus. Those in the hearing room could see and hear the heartbeat of the unborn child during a live sonogram.
2: Even more surprising, that fetus was actually there to testify against raising the minimum wage. But Porter's also got allies who can breathe air. Three years ago, the Duggar family took a break from protecting us against LGBT rights and, I don't know, waiting for their next harvest sacrifice to go to Ohio and join Team Heartbeat.
6: This is it. This is a silver bullet to bend people's minds about standing up for life. The first thing they do uh, with a baby in the womb, one of the first things they do is check and see if there's a
2: heartbeat. Unless it's a Duggar family pregnancy, in which case the first thing you do is check to see if Josh is the father. (laughs) I can see why a basic cable fertility cult would support the bill, but why would lawmakers want to waste taxpayer money defending this turd? Senator, what, you what, made done you something decide, what made you decide to move the
7: heartbeat bill? Uh, one new president, new Supreme Court justice appointees.
2: Oh, of course. On election night, this guy and every other Republican state senator came so hard they passed out. Then they woke up and got busy squirting out ever more unconstitutional laws in the hope that one of them would make it to SCOTUS and break through Roe v. Wade's defenses. Overturning Roe has always been the pro-lifer's wet dream and the way things are going, it's a wet dream that may soon be required by law to have a full and dignified burial. And if you hated that run of super sophisticated jizz jokes as much as I did, you have one guy to thank. A man who always puts party before country. Nope. There's the one.
8: Let me say this once more and let me say it clearly. Barack Obama will not get a Supreme Court justice?
2: Yeah! Why should someone who won the popular vote twice pick a justice? That honor belongs to the candidate with a mandate from the Kremlin and his minimally posable anti-choice action figure. But you, hang on, not so fast. This is a guy whose positions shift every time the wind blows. What makes pro-lifers so sure he'll back an all-out war on women?
9: They gave me the person of the year. You. S- it used to be called the man of the year, now it's called the person of the year, that's good, they're politically correct. Who would rather have it be the man of the year? Yeah. Think of that. All the women want it to be the man of the year.
2: Oh, well then it's too bad next year's winner hasn't developed her sex organs yet.
8: Meanwhile, Paul Krugman is uh, is uh, I mentioned this in the last hour. I just want to give you a little more detail and and why I want to give more detail. Paul Krugman says that, um, yes, the white working class is about to be betrayed. The evidence of that coming betrayal is obvious. And the choice of an array of pro corporate anti labor figures for particular uh, positions, key positions, in particular, the most important story of the week. Seriously, people stop focusing on Trump's Twitter was the selection of Tom Price, an ardent opponent of Obamacare and advocate of Medicare privatization as secretary of HHS, Health and Human Services. This choice probably means that the Affordable Care Act is doomed and Mr. Trump's most enthusiastic supporters will be among the biggest losers. Yes. Uh, And then he he says, the first thing you need to understand here is that Republican talk of repeal and replace has always been a fraud. The GOP has had six years claiming it'll come up with a replacement for Obamacare any day now. The reason why it hasn't delivered is because it can't. Now, let me add to this. The reason why the Republicans have not been able to offer an alternative to Obamacare is because Obamacare was the original Republican plan. This is what Richard Nixon proposed in 1972, back when we had real news in the United States. And, and Teddy Kennedy fought. And then the Heritage Foundation in the early 1980s, at the beginning of the Reagan administration, I believe it was, came out with a working paper on this and said, here's how to do it. Mitt Romney had tried it in Massachusetts, and it was relatively successful. He tried it in 2000. He ran for president on it in 2004, or he intended to. By that time, though, Obamacare had passed and it had become radioactive. And so he was trying to oh, no, I didn't do that. You know, but but he did. I mean, it was this is this is that's the Republican program. The Democratic program is Medicare. Give Medicare to everybody. But the the Democratic program couldn't get through, given the current Congress we had. So this is what President Obama put together was basically the Republican program. Speaking of when we actually had news in this country. Have you heard anybody breaking down any of these pieces of legislation lately? Back in 1972, when, when Richard Nixon proposed Obamacare, Daniel Shore went on CBS News. Daniel Shore has not, since passed away. Lamar and I had a wonderful uh, lunch with him here in Washington, D.C., back geez, 20 years ago when we were writing our first book on the JFK assassination, Daniel Shore had some fascinating information for us. Uh, What an amazing guy and a great journalist. But this is how journalism used to be done in the United States. This This is a clip from CBS back from the day. You can find this floating around YouTube. Here it is.
10: The administration proposal would provide different plans for four categories of Americans. For 150 million working people and their families, employers would be required to buy health insurance providing a basic package of benefits, eventually they paying 3 quarters of the premiums.
8: This is number for some 1. For
10: 20 million of the working poor and their families, the current free Medicaid services would be replaced by private health insurance fully paid by the government for the poorest with a sliding scale of contributions for families paying more than three thousand dollars, that's number $3, two. The
8: second part of it for the Perfect. 21
10: million aging Americans, the five dollars and sixty cents monthly Medicare premium for optional doctor services would be dropped. Social Security taxes adjusted to make up the cost. That's
8: part three. For some
10: 30 million domestic self-employed and others, lower costs by being able to buy policies at group rates from insurance pools.
8: Sound but like Obamacare?
10: Deductions, co-insurance features. The plan is estimated to cover less than half of the average patient's health expenses and to cost the federal government less than $2 billion in addition to what it's now paying. By contrast, the Kennedy plan would cover an estimated 70% of health expenses through a system that would cost the government up to $60 billion, but including a lot of what patients are now paying. The Kennedy bill is straight national health insurance financed by social security and a single-payer health
8: insurance with
10: no cost-sharing no cutoff point for the beneficiaries bypassing private insurance companies operating through a presidentially appointed health security board and so the line is being drawn between repairs on the present health system and a new federal health system the debate starts next monday when welfare secretary richardson is scheduled to appear at the opening of hearings of the senate health subcommittee the chairman of that subcommittee now senator kennedy
8: there you go. And then and then he goes to Kennedy, and he gives a speech. And you know, there's another one out there, too, where Walter Cronkite is breaking the thing down. I mean, there's a couple of them where, they, where they're breaking it down, because that's what news used to do.
11: All that's left of you is your disguise. I'm seeing through you now. I don't see you lie I got a bad idea. I don't think it's right. Bad idea will keep me up in the night. I got a bad idea. I don't think it's right. Bad idea will keep me up in the night.
0: John Kasich vetoed legislation in Ohio that would have outlawed abortion from the moment uh, that there was a fetal heartbeat uh... he did sign another uh... restrictive bill there and this is you know we're gonna see more and more of this um, until they completely overturn uh... roe v wade or until there are restrictions like this that are passed in the congress the federal congress right like I don't know how the Supreme Court would have ruled on a heartbeat bill, but I suspect a Trump-appointed uh, Supreme Court would say, "Yeah, that's fine." Then you start to see these type of re- um, uh, restrictions on a federal level. But here is Jane Porter, a, a fundamentalist, a religious right activist. Janet. Janet on um, On Brian Fisher's uh, radio, I don't know uh, where he's doing his radio program for these days, I guess um, to brag about uh, the heartbeat bill that um, is going to be one of many arrows that they fling at Roe v. Wade.
5: It's a very reasonable bill. It doesn't go all the way to conception, uh, but but our goal is to protect nearly every child, then go back and get the rest. This is an incremental bill but it's the largest incremental bill. It's the most protective bill in the country, and we need Governor Kasich to sign it. And I'll tell you, there's, there's a spiritual battle going on here at ground zero for the fight for life. Uh, there's a lot of people that are trying to say, oh, he should, he should veto the bill because the courts might say it's unconstitutional. Well, that makes about as much sense as saying we should kill someone because they might die. It's absurd. You know, the courts are going to do what the courts are going to do, and we're going to keep it. keep in mind, we drafted this bill. We literally crafted this legislation to be the arrow in the heart of Roe versus Wade. It is made to come before the United States Supreme Court. And now with President-elect Trump prepared to fill not just the Scalia vacancy with pro-life ju- pro-life justice, but we know in the next four years, uh, just judges like Ruth Bader Ginsburg are gonna be 88 years old. Uh, Justice Breyer and Kennedy in their 80s. We are going to be looking, I believe, at a brand new Supreme Court by the time the Ohio heartbeat law reaches the supreme court and i believe the trump court will welcome it with open arms
0: that's the way they do this
5: Take it-
1: Today's episode is sponsored by ZipRecruiter. If you're looking to hire a new employee, it is not time to panic. It may seem like a big job ahead of you, posting your position on all of those top job sites and sorting through a sea of email inquiries. But now with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job opening to all of those sites, plus social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. If you have any issues, ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. They've been featured on Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, The New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free Free trial. One more time to try it for free, go to ziprecruiter.com/slash free trial.
12: And tell us about that, because I think the machinations around the idea of repealing Obamacare are confusing. They've talked about procedural issues and budget and and resolutions, which have different rules and other ways to uh, repeal Obamacare. So tell us a little bit about what they mean by repealing Obamacare, what it really sounds like they're doing, and how the procedural issues fit into that.
13: It's a very complicated process, and it's one that, um, you know, listeners might be interested to know that Democrats in Congress utilized the same type of process to implement the 2010 health care law um, when they lost, uh, you know, the ability to use the regular um lawmaking process. They seized on this budget process. Because remember, in the Senate, you need to have 60 votes to move forward most legislation. And Republicans only have 52 members in their majority in the chamber. And so um, the only way to really get Legislation through without Democratic support, and of course, Democrats are united against repealing this law, is to use the budget process, which only requires a simple majority vote. Um, So, because lawmakers didn't finish last year's spending business, they actually have a leg up on being able to move forward with this repeal process. So they're using
12: by by bar- by, by embedding it in the other budgetary measures because I know it's supposed to, it has to have an impact on on the financial outlook of the government before they can use this process but somehow I guess if they can embed it with their their other unfinished budget measures that gets easier for them is that kind of how it works
13: yeah so so typically, what would have happened at the end of last year I mean, it doesn't always happen, but they were supposed to finish up um what's called like the fiscal two thousand seventeen spending season um but because they didn't do that and they kind of held over spending decisions into the following year, this was a uh the Trump transition team's request by the way, congressional hmm. leaders tell me um that meant that they could go back and alter um the budget blueprint for that spending season. And so normally, um, the budget process wouldn't get into gear until the spring or late spring after the submission of the president's budget. Um, but because they have this old budget, they can use that and now move that to the president. And now the budget resolution is um, it's a document that the president doesn't sign but if the senate and house both agree on the same resolution um and they include what's called reconciliation instructions i know that's just a mouthful but um reconciliation is basically a process that unlocks a series of um a series of bills for the president to later sign um that can implement the type of tax and spending policies that are needed to really break down major portions of this law now that's not going to be um the complete uh, repeal of Obamacare. They can't repeal the entire law using that process, but they can repeal a major portion of it. And then um, those those types of bills could be signed into law sometime this year. Um, so, you know, it would have to go through a lot of the tax writing committees and the uh, health policy committees. But it, again, because they decided not to finish um, spending business that began with President Barack Obama's budget, it's now giving President-elect Donald Trump a quicker crack at being able to repeal the law. Now, this is raising great concern among, um, you know, Democrats and also some moderate Republicans who are worried that uh, a quick repeal of the law without an adequate replacement could somehow trigger the healthcare market into disruption. It could strip coverage from millions of Americans who are using the system, who have nothing left. Um, and, you know, Trump transition officials, as well as Republicans in Congress, assert that there will be some type of two-track uh, transition, two-track uh, kind of uh, uh, process whereas where, whereby there's a, there's a cushion for those people who are currently utilizing the law that's in place, does you that know, make sense? it's
12: oh you know, sure it does, and again, we're talking with Kelly Madrick of c q roll call about the new Congress uh yeah, it's complicated, but it makes sense, and I think it's important that people understand it um now, when Obamacare was first passed in 2010, many of its core provisions took several years to kick in mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons, including the I, the political i would say the political sensitivity of the individual mandate and so on absolutely. But so, so now we have, in effect, the Republicans doing the mirror image of that. After voting on repealing it some 40 times or whatever it is, uh, now that they have the power to repeal it, theres it's as if some of them, at least, are saying – potentially including Trump but uh, certainly some of the republicans in in the senate and house who see the uh, potential on popularity or downside say well wait a minute not so fast so so it, it's getting if we just repeal it we're going to get in trouble so uh, yeah. so what are they offering so so as you said kelly matrix they're talking about well, we'll do a two track thing where we're repealing it, but we're also working on a replacement. But for the life of me, and I have genuinely tried to look with an open mind, I can't figure out what they think is their replacement
13: and they don't really fully know yet what the replacement is. That has been the message coming from you know um vice president elect Mike Pence came to Capitol Hill to uh this week and talked to reporters alongside um House Speaker Paul Ryan. And, um, you know, the rest of Republican House leadership had said that um, this is something that they're working on that's still in process. But they believe that the election has really given a mandate from the voters to repeal this law as soon as possible and to provide relief, as they say, immediately. Um, Now, again, because the reconciliation process allows them to basically rammed through this repeal without the consent of any Democrats, it does present a potentially politically complicated problem that Democrats faced after they implemented the 2010 healthcare law. That is, okay, if you um, basically strip away a program or completely change a huge entitlement program without the consent of anyone else on the other side, how do you go about rebuilding that in a way that um, is consensus-based? Um, well, and, it, and if,
12: if, if just that, to interrupt you for a second, Kelly. Yeah. And it, it's what another Republican, uh, Colin Powell, used to call the pottery barn rule. If you break it, you buy it, that mm-hmm. they're going to own it from now on. And if it leads to a disaster with millions of people losing coverage and health care becoming even less affordable <clears throat> than it already is, that's their problem now. So, uh, and
13: but that's before- That shouldn't be lost on on listeners because Democrats definitely know that politically they're kind of covered a little bit from the way that this process is going on. The Republicans are going to have to own dismantling the ACA. And then the question is, are Democrats going to come to the table? Now, the Republicans think that politically they're not going to not be able to. But Democrats are saying, you guys have to come up with a replacement if you're going to tear tear the law apart
3: the hen house, as clear as clear can be. The twinkling eyes, the devilish grin, the flash and filigree. But though you're quick and cunning, mister, I can guarantee, a fox like you don't fool a chick like me.
9: You've got all that in your first read.
3: Just by looking at the cover.
9: You still want to
11: thumb the pages, don't you?
3: foxes they look dashing oh, yeah and
14: foxes they talk sweet uh-huh, but foxes they get hungry and chickens what they
11: eat is all right
3: well i may look like dinner uh-huh. but me i'm no one's
11: due <laughs>
3: and i know what you're doing creeping around this chicken coop.
15: horrible foxes, women's health news from texas maybe sort of a preview of what's going to happen under the Donald Trump administration. In July, Texas state uh, health officials quietly proposed new rules requiring what amounts to funeral arrangements any a woman loses or terminates a pregnancy outside of her home. We're basically talking about funeral like procedures for embryos, and this will by all likelihood go into effect uh, in all likelihood before the end of 2016. A quote from Alexa Ura at the Texas tribune, despite intense outcry from the medical community and reproductive rights advocates, the state will prohibit hospitals, abortion clinics and other healthcare facilities from disposing of fetal remains in sanitary landfills, instead allowing only cremation or burial of all remains, regardless of the period of gestation. David Brown is a staff attorney for the center for reproductive rights who says, even when the embryo is so small as to be invisible, the doctor or healthcare provider will still have to treat it like a dead person and have some kind of burial or cremation for it. What's the goal here? The goal is to shame women who don't bring pregnancy to term to continue to try to control what women are doing with their bodies and women's health advocates known in the rational world as sane people are worried that this might dissuade women who need medical care from seeking treatment. Well yes, just like making abortion illegal encourages women to seek what are colloquially referred to as back alley abortions. That is exactly the impact that this is uh, going to have. And what's going on in the background of this insanity in Texas? Well, uh, an NPR investigation says that there's already significant evidence that a large number of texas women are turning to what they call and this is just horrible diy abortion methods rather than going to a doctor however and this is the most interesting part of this the most popular method is not the back alley abortion per se uh but a, a drug called misoprostol which can induce miscarriage and this really reminds me of many of the issues with these anti-choice nuts pad number one How do you ban something that we're clearly going in the direction of women being able to do for themselves in their own homes more and more safely? The colloquial back alley abortion, horrible, bad for women's health, really, really bad. When you're talking about drugs like misoprostol and the ability to induce pregnancy in the safety of your own home, uh, that is a direction that medical science is going and it's going to make the hardline anti-abortion stuff more and more difficult. But it's also an issue of how these laws disproportionately impact poor people in a way that you would think conservatives would want to avoid unwanted children born to poor parents are more likely to be children in poverty are more likely to therefore end up with worse educational and professional outcomes, which leads to more crime, incarceration and even more unwanted kids. You would think that Republicans wouldn't want to do something that is going to lead to more of the problems they claim to want to solve. But it all goes back to this amorphous idea of idea of morality, doesn't it?
8: And think of all the things that the Republicans have been able to do, even when Roe v.ersus Wade is on the books in the in the position that it is now. Yeah, I mean, uh, closing down many different abortion clinics in a state so that you have to travel long distances. Sure. requiring parental consent, and if that if that law is overturned. That's just going to open up a whole nother can of worms. It
15: is. And fortunately, it's not like how Donald Trump said it happens, which is just, uh, oh, I'll appoint Supreme Court justices who will be pro-life and then instantly Roe v. Wade is automatically overturned. It doesn't happen that way. But yes, Supreme Court picks could have a very, very, very big impact on that. And uh, you, you know, at, at the, the last thing I want to mention, and I know I've said this ad nauseum, we know how to prevent abortions from even being sought out. Number one, comprehensive sex education, conservatives are against that. Number two, free access to birth control and information about how to use it way, way cheaper than the cost of abortions, way, way cheaper than the societal cost of unwanted children. But unfortunately, conservatives are against that as well. Hmm.
16: Your proposition may be good, but let's have one thing understood, whatever it is, I'm against it. And even when you've changed it or condensed it, I'm against it. (laughs)
12: I'm opposed to it on general principles I'm opposed to it
0: here is Kellyanne Conway now this whole uh, Affordable Care Act thing is fascinating because the Republicans don't have much room to replace this thing they don't have any ideas of replacing it they are determined to replace it because they've been promising for years, right? Um they can attempt to, to argue that oh, Obamacare is falling apart, we have to replace it or it's going to fall apart and we're going to replace whatever it is. Uh meanwhile, Donald Trump today is now trying to say Democrats have to own the failure of Obamacare and more and more people are a starting to realize things about obamacare that they didn't realize before miners are starting to realize like hey oh you know how it's been easier for uh, widows and miners to get uh, compensation for black lung that was obamacare those folks in kentucky are like well he's just not going to get rid of obamacare i don't think obamacare now that there's not an option to make it more progressive If you pull out the people who wanted, who felt that Obamacare didn't go far enough, the number of people who have a problem with Obamacare is far less, I think, than the Republicans are counting on. Not only that, there is no scenario. Zero scenario. Because people conflate this. People think that their insurance prices are going up because of Obamacare. No, that's not the case because most people (laughs) aren't on Obamacare. Most people get their um, health insurance from their employer. Nobody's health insurance is going to go down, it's going to keep going up. So, all the things they hated about Obamacare, they're going to hate. About no no Obamacare. So here's Kelly uh, Conway trying to um walk that tightrope to basically say President Ob- uh Trump is going to give us our cake and we're gonna be able to eat it too.
17: But there's no question that There will be different health insurance coverage in this country under President Trump, and he's got his vice president-elect starting the process just tomorrow. Interestingly, at a competing time when President Obama is going to meet with House Democrats. If
6: Americans have health care today under the Affordable Care Act, Mm -hmm. will they have health care it sounds like Donald Trump is saying they will have health
9: care yes, he
6: under whatever replaces
17: it. That is correct. We don't want anyone who currently has insurance to not have insurance. Also, okay. we are very aware that the public likes coverage for pre existing conditions. Mm-hmm. There are some pieces of merit in the in the current plan. What's happened there, Joe, is that you have women, particularly chief health care officers or their households, two out of every three health care dollars in this country are controlled by women. We're disproportionately the consumers, but we're also disproportionately the providers of health care. And so the the concern across the board is what do we do about all the people who said, you know, I liked my health insurance before and you didn't tell me that my premiums were gonna go up 116% in Arizona, 53% in Pennsylvania. I was gonna get fewer choices, lower quality, less access. You've got that and then you've got this whole raft of people in this country who really were relying on the Affordable Care Act to give them coverage. And And instead what happened to them is they now have two jobs 25, 26 hours apiece and no health care benefit.
0: Now, now what's important here is that she's already, right? I mean, if she's having to litigate why Obamacare is bad at this point, they've got a problem. Because they are days away from scrapping it or days away from the dates that they promised they're gonna scrap it. And if they've got to make this argument. Like, what do we do with the people who didn't like Obamacare? Well, it's easy. Just change it. You're in a position to change it now. Fix it. But they have to make it seem like the whole thing is teetering, right? This has been the plan. But here
17: comes that's the shot. Here comes the chaser. Instead, what happened to them is they now have two jobs. 25, 26 hours a piece and no health care benefits so, but, but, but again,
7: right now. Do you or do you not have a replacement plan ready to go ramped up, ready to go? Say tomorrow.
17: We have pieces of it that what we need it? to discuss. Well, but we don't have an HHS secretary uh, confirm yet. Go ask uh, Minority Leader Schumer and the rest if they're going to give him a fair hearing, if they're going to meet with him. I mean, we're ready to go, but we're not the only party. We're certainly in the majority party. We need <clears throat> we need some help and we need some assistance by the Democrats to at least be fair and have meetings and, of course, timely and fair.
0: So there you have it. Um, they're going to make this about the Democrats not helping them. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Good. It'll be interesting to see how that plays. Democrats are not... That uh, takes... A lot of cojones. A lot of cojones.
7: I think you know what else takes cojones is Kellyanne Conway basically telling a magazine reporter during the election that one of the ways that she's able to deal with Trump so effectively is because she's like the mother of four kids. Yeah. (laughs) That takes multiple cojones. It's like you're insulting your boss, and then you're telling a national audience, like, "Oh no, no, the guy that I'm trying to elect leader of the most power, the uh, powerful country on earth with a massive arsenal of weapons that could destroy the earth several times over.
16: I know it to manage him because I've
7: kids.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron, who delivers fresh, perfectly portioned ingredients for great meals right to your door for less than the cost of eating out. Now, food waste is a hugely underreported problem in this country. From restaurant waste, to grocery store spoilage, to the food we buy and then never eat, waste is everywhere, and Blue Apron was literally founded with that problem in mind. Now you can eat gourmet meals made at home while only using the exact amount of ingredients you need. And as for the packaging it all comes in, everything is recyclable in your regular recycling bin, or even better, you can make use of Blue Apron's recycling programs and simply send their boxes and bags back to them. To reuse. Next week, one of the meals I'm looking forward to is fresh fettuccine made with beets. I can see from the picture the noodles themselves are bright red from the beets. It's something I never would have thought to make myself, but I'm sure it's going to be delicious. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com/best. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com/best. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
18: Idea 2 Support your local abortion fund. You know those people who are somehow both very personable and friendly and like the hardest fighting, most determined person you know? Yeah. One of those people is Renee Bracey Sherman.
3: Hi, my name is Renee Bracy Sherman. I'm the senior public affairs manager at the National Network of Abortion Funds.
18: The National Network of Abortion Funds helps people access an abortion when they want one. So abortion, as you know, is a protected right in this country, thanks to Roe v. Wade, But the procedure is more expensive than some people can afford. And as right-wing groups have campaigned to shut down abortion-providing clinics around the country, some people have had to drive hundreds of miles to get abortions or even fly across the country. The National Network of Abortion Funds works with 70 abortion funds around the country to help people deal with those financial and logistical barriers. And Renee, no surprise, is really worried about what will happen to reproductive rights under a Trump-Pence administration.
3: A lot of people have been saying, oh, well, let's give Trump a chance. You know, he made all these grandiose promises. I don't think he's really going to do them. He's going to. Um, He has shown us who he is um, and he will, you know, make sure that we do not have access to health care, particularly reproductive health care. Misogyny and white supremacy are living in the White House um, very openly and we need to be vigilant, you know. He has all of these ideas about how he's going to bring the economy back and bring jobs back, but he's not going to be able to accomplish any of those things. And so the people who supported him are going to want to cash in on what they voted for. And so in order to be able to give them something, he is going to harm the people he can get to, the people who are most marginalized, the people who depend on the government for Everything from food to healthcare, and he's going to hit us hard, um, especially with Mike Pence as his vice president. Mike Pence made his career as a congressman trying to defund Planned Parenthood. Mike Pence has thrown two women of color in jail in Indiana for you know attempting suicide and her fetus dying, and then another woman for um, suspicion of self-inducing an abortion. And so he has no problem harming us for simply choosing an abortion. There is probably an abortion fund in your state or in your city, depending on wherever you're living. Um, Call them, get involved.
18: Of course, abortion funds need money so you can always donate, but they also need volunteers for a bunch of different roles, like being a clinic escort who helps people walk safely past the clinics if there are protesters
3: or people to provide childcare. If you have those skills you know, show up, be counted, um, do what you can. What I used to do when I got involved in the movement did what's called practical support. I used to drive people to their abortion appointments um, and meet up with them and give them gas money so they could actually make it to the appointment in their own cars. Um, I used to house people overnight. A lot of folks, if they're having a later abortion or they have to meet the state mandated multiple appointments. So anywhere from a 24 to 48, so 72 hour waiting period, that actually means that if they are unable to afford a hotel overnight at the clinic or go back home, a lot of people are sleeping in their cars. And so if you can open up your home to give them a place to rest their head safely, that makes a huge difference in their life. I
18: asked Renee what people could do to protect their own bodies and reproductive rights before Trump gets into office. She's got four words for you. Get your birth control.
3: If you need birth control, make sure you get it. Uh, If you have insurance right now with the Affordable Care Act, uh, birth control and other women's health reproductive health services are considered preventive services. And so they're available without an additional copay. That may go away because we know that Vice President-elect Pence believes that, you know, employers should not have to pay for birth control, particularly IUDs, because he believes they cause abortions. So we can actually be sure that there will be something that happens to our access around any sort of uh, IUD or emergency contraception, things like that.
18: I took Renee's advice straight away. I've got an appointment for a new IUD booked. Hopefully my Mirena will last through the entire Trump-Pence presidency. On the one hand, I feel like I'm stocking up on supplies for my survivalist uterus bunker. On the other hand, Donald Trump is going to be our president. This is a code red situation.
3: Uh, really, I would just suggest that everyone talk about abortion, talk about what's happening, talk about the white supremacy that is leaving black and brown people or Muslim friends feeling terrified. This is not some sort of philosophical exercise. This is not a joke. And that is just, that is an injustice in this nation. Uh, I was at Facing Race conference this past weekend and my dear friend, Chanel Matthews, who's the communications director of Black Lives Matter said, we will get through this, but what keeps her up at night is that some people will not. Some people will die, and that—that that is scary. And yet, to be at that conference and to have received text messages and emails and tweets and all sorts of things from people asking me, okay, where do I sign up? What do I do? That is what gets me up every single day. And I know that we will stand tall, we will stand together, and we will fight back.
1: the activism portion of today's show. Now that you're informed and angry, here's what you can do about it. Today's activism, save healthcare, or at least stop it from getting worse. Attend an Our First Stand rally on January 15th, medicaid medicare planned parenthood and the affordable care act all four provide millions of americans with health care and yet gutting all four without any real plan for what will replace the services and care they provide is what republican dreams are made of let's break these down for a second is the aca perfect Absolutely not. I've been clear on that for years. But it has helped millions of Americans get health insurance. Despite right-wing talking points, federal dollars do not directly fund Planned Parenthood. So when Republicans say they want to defund it, what they're really saying is that they want to stop millions on Medicaid from having access to medical treatment at Planned Parenthood health centers simply because they also offer abortions. While millions in poverty rely on Medicaid for their healthcare needs, Trump and Republicans want to effectively kneecap the program. And when it comes to Paul Ryan's obsession with privatizing and gutting Medicare, even Republican voters are furious. What makes this all the more sickening is that Republicans want to cripple our healthcare systems while at the same time giving tax breaks to the wealthiest Americans. And you know who gets really worked up about healthcare and America's widening wealth gap? Bernie Sanders. That's why on Sunday, January 15th, Bernie, Democratic members of Congress, trade unions, senior groups, healthcare activists, and all those who believe in economic and social justice are organizing a day of action in cities across the country to tell Republicans loudly and clearly, you are not getting away with this. Go to BernieSanders.com backslash Our First Stand to read about the Day of Action. Download materials to help spread the word and find a rally taking place near you. And use the hashtag Our First Stand on Twitter to join the conversation. The segment notes include all of the links to this information as well as additional resources. And as always, this and every activism segment we produce is archived and organized under the activism tab at bestofleft.com. So if defending your rights to healthcare is important to you be sure to hit the share buttons to spread the word about this campaign's call to action via social media so that others in your network can get involved too. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, fighting for your rights is the only cure.
15: Can you stand up and be counted as a body in a crowd? Put your name on a petition with your signature so proud. Can you raise your voice so loud As you stand with head on bowed, Weather beating on your brow Demanding answers here and now Cause that's how you make a difference In this fickle world of change
4: Last year, Planned Parenthood underwent dozens of investigations after a right-wing organization accused them of selling fetal tissue for profit. Now, through those dozens of investigations, uh, turns out that investigators found no wrongdoing whatsoever from Planned Parenthood. In fact, all they did was waste taxpayer money. Well, now that Trump is going to be president, uh, Members of Congress have decided that they will continue on with more investigations. So Republican Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn on Wednesday released over a dozen criminal regulatory referrals. The informally named House Select Panel on Infant Lives has sent to federal, state, and local authorities during its more than year-long investigation. So they're claiming, like, I don't know, it lo- looks like Planned Parenthood might have broken some HIPAA laws or something like that. Anyway, it's all BS. Again, dozens of investigations have already been done. They haven't found any wrongdoing whatsoever. Republicans have been clear about the fact that they want to get rid of Planned Parenthood. They want to defund it. They want to ensure that women don't have any reproductive choices in this country. And this is how they do it.
7: Of all the uh, possible things that Republicans might do, stories that we've covered so far, this one actually scared me the most. Yeah. And and the reason for it is they're... Uh, complete disregard for facts and then i realized oh my god for four years i know i know that that we we kind of knew this already but they're actually going to do it they have all the power they have the house they have the senate they have a president that'll let them do anything and so they're going to say yeah i don't care what the evidence or the facts say i want to get rid of planned parenthood i'm just gonna i'm gonna make up charges i'm gonna make up evidence that doesn't exist and the democrats on the committee are like but that's not true here's the evidence that says it's not true right and look I'm not one to just blanket trust the democrats ask them they'll tell you right but in this case they're absolutely right about the evidence they like who cares
14: we're just gonna lie and we have the power, so we're going to try to destroy Planned Look, Parenthood. I don't know how. I don't know how people who pay attention to news. I get it how people who don't pay attention to news, which is most people, because and m- many of them because they're busy, disinterested, cynical for a hundred thousand know, legitimate reasons, thinks that there's anything to any of this. Like, except that they'll do it. You're 100% right. The House Select Panel on Infant Lives is made up. It's a fraud. Donald Trump is a fraud. These guys are frauds. These are reactionaries in Congress, and they're behaving as reactionaries. They're not conservatives. This is not a conservative issue. This is a reactionary issue and they're going to go through with bogus investigations to find maybe somewhere I am sure there is a planned parenthood clinic somewhere that violated a state, local or federal law. Just like I'm sure there is not or
7: regulation. a
14: regulation. A regulation, there is not a hospital in the country that hasn't if you if that's your goal, And that will be their goal and then they will make it seem like that is rampant and widespread and we should stop funding an organization that provides vital prenatal care to hundreds of thousands if not millions of women who can't afford it and that's
11: all it is if you're mad that federal funds go to planned parenthoods for abortions i'd love to tell you that federal funds don't go to planned parenthood for abortion it's illegal for them like that the law says that it's not going Toward abortions, it's going to cancer screenings, it's going to STD screenings, it's going to prenatal care. I'll tell you
14: That's right, it's not just prenatal care in any way. You're right.
11: But your but your tax dollars are going to these stupid investigations. That's what should piss you off.
4: It's it makes me so angry, especially when you consider the fact that yes, a lot of women from you know disadvantaged backgrounds go to Planned Parenthood for preventative care. Like, that's the only place that they can afford, right? So, okay, Republicans want to do away with that because they refuse to acknowledge the Hyde Amendment, which you mentioned, which bans federal money or any taxpayer money going toward abortion. Abortion is only 3% of what Planned Parenthood does. They do a ton of other things that keep people, not just women, healthy. And then on top of all this, they want to... Just dismantle the Affordable Care Act. Okay, so what's your plan? So what do you do? What do you do to make America great again? What do you do to take care of Americans who keep paying the government taxpayer money for these bogus, ridiculous investigations? How are you going to keep them healthy? How are you going to keep them safe?
14: And that's why when that story broke, that story was horse crap from the moment it broke. Of course it was the body parts thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, the way it was covered in any way. Yeah, it was uh, inelegant talk from a dorky scientist. Who thought they were engaged with a serious person? Who thought they were engaged with another dork? And I mean dork in the most respectful manner. God bless them. That's all that was, and it got turned into outrage. And from so many people who, you know, what I was going to say, should know better, but they—it's been clear as I've watched them over this campaign, they don't know better. They were like, okay, I'm in favor of Planned Parenthood, but that
4: was outrage. Yeah, it's also strange to yeah. me. She
11: says, speaking as a woman, I'm deeply troubled by what we have learned about the mistreatment of patients and a particularly difficult and vulnerable time in their lives. They're being, tr- being treated with a disregard for their best interests and their rights as a patient. Their solution is to what? Make them look at the heartbeat of the fetus to have a funeral for them? To cremate and bury the remains like that's your solution like that's that all all that treatment applies to how you characterize no, Planned Parenthood
4: their solution is to not give women who are desperate any options their solution is to punish them and to force them to do something that they don't want to do force the government have the government tell the woman what she can and can't do with her own body right which of course as we know from history leads to women taking issues into their own hands and doing very risky things to abort the fetus themselves so this woman has no compassion whatsoever for other women okay it's, it's all BS
7: so last two things is um, you know if you're not sure that it's bogus don't take our word for it take Republicans words for it Republican uh, attorney Generals, et cetera., throughout the different states have investigated this and said there is no evidence of selling body parts. In fact, uh, deeply Republican uh, 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 prosecutors in Texas not only did not charge Planned Parenthood, they said they did nothing wrong. they went and charge the people who made the tape.
4: The so, Center for Medical Progress. that's
7: right. And so Marshall Blackburn knows all that. Marshall Blackburn's lying about it on purpose because so that that gets back to the two reasons why this story. Uh, scared the hell out of me about what's gonna happen in the next four years they don't care about the truth and they're gonna take action they've been dying to do all this stuff and they're gonna, do it. They're gonna it's, do it it's not just tweets and it's not just like oh my god he offended someone they're gonna do it and then they might destroy Planned Parenthood it's not like they haven't done it before it was at a at a level you didn't see or experience they destroyed Acorn ACORN helped the poor ACORN helped African-Americans and not just with voter registration they helped them with legal help medical help etc they don't have that help anymore because the Republicans and and the horrific Democrats that helped them destroyed ACORN now Planned Parenthood is next on the chopping block and And they're going to keep on doing this and they're going to devastate uh, everyone who's trying to help the poor and the middle class in this country the second reason is if they are willing to ignore every fact given to them by fellow republicans even and do bogus investigations like this about planned parenthood what won't they do bogus investigations about
14: yeah we 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 know we saw what they'll do they had nine benghazi investigations right there was no, there was nothing honest about any of them and the reporting on it eventually I, I get it some people some reporters got it right but the body of movement so far was that oh hillary's covering something up about benghazi and there would have been more Benghazi investigations if she won. No, no. If question.
7: I, if I wasn't clear enough, let me be clear. You think they're not going to investigate their political opponents? Of course. And you think they're not just going to make up evidence and say, "Oh, they're they're guilty." You're you don't get it, man. You don't get it. They, they, they have no bounds. They don't care about the law. They don't care about facts. They don't care about evidence. And all they care about is power. What do you think the, they won't investigate the one set of folks who stand in the way of their power? Political opponents?
1: We just heard clips today from Full Frontal with Samantha Bee on Ohio's heinous heartbeat bill, the Tom Hartman program on how the ACA was always the GOP's idea to begin with, the Majority Report highlighted the out-and-proud strategy to destroy Roe versus Wade, the Zero Hour got into the weeds about the complicated procedures required to repeal Obamacare, the David Pakman Show discussed Texas's fetal funeral services law. Propaganda gave some suggestions on how to prepare yourself and anyone else seeking reproductive health care in the age of Trump. Our activism for today is in support of the Bernie Sanders led our first stand rallies, and finally the Young Turks discuss the danger of a Republican party that doesn't care about facts going after their political enemies with nearly unchecked power. Good luck to all of us on that. You can find links to each of these segments in the show notes for easy reference and sharing, and now we'll hear from you.
9: Hey Jay, it's Alan, member from Connecticut, calling in with your recent episode number 1068, the first one of the year. Wow, that was probably my favorite episode. I'm just even trying to think of how long I've been listening to you, three years, maybe four. Um, and clearly that's that's my favorite. Um, not just because uh, going back ten years and seeing where we were to, to where we are today, Um But also your insert of commentary throughout was phenomenal. Um, And the cliffhanger at the end, the fact that that you said you walked away from the show for a period of time. I had no idea. I mean, it just, the whole thing just blew me away. It's wonderful. Um, Thank you. Stay awesome. Looking forward to a great year of podcasts from you um, with my support as always. Thanks.
6: Hi, Jay. Dave, I've um, been getting two episodes showing up in my podcatcher, and so it sounds like there's an ad-free one on the members' feed. And so if we're part of the members' feed, what I'm going to do is delete or unsubscribe from the regular feed. So I don't know, two episodes. I was uh, very excited, but about you know, 10, 15 minutes in, I'm like, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> I try every story so far. So I was listening to the same show again, I think in the member's feed the first time is when I realized this. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that there's ad pre member shows is fantastic, um, and probably everyone can figure it out, but I might just mention that if you are a member, you'll get all the content if you just, just stay subscribed to the member's feed, and you don't need to, to, to double up on your, your subscription through the, uh, the regular feed. Anyhow, ah, to the extent that's useful, hope it helps.
16: Hey, Jay, this is Luis in Texas. Um, I just really wanted to say, um, you know, that your show has gotten so, so... I've been listening to you for a long time, and it's gotten really, 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 really good. You're doing a great job. Hands off to you. Um, I'm also calling, um, just to uh, underline, um, you had, you had uh, showed a clip from, uh, or played a clip from uh, John Oliver's show um, where he, you know advises all of us to not sound off on, uh, you know, our echo chamber of friends who, you know, all think alike and all that. Um, and he's he's right. He's absolutely right. And, and I, as much as every other, you know, non-conservative person, I say that loosely because not all of us are, you know, liberals for that matter. But, you know, me living here and I do not live in a liberal enclosure in Texas, especially in the part of Texas I live in you know, I don't live in a bubble, so I you know, I see it every day and I'm confronted by it every single day at work or at home. But in any case, um, um it's very important for us to be active because I can tell you one thing and everyone should hear the word is they're not doing that. And when I say they are not doing that, I mean seriously they've the majority of people I know who not just just, just voted for Trump because out of um, not having a, a, a viable Candidate that they would rather have other than Hillary, or also between them and the folks who actually support Trump. Most of them are just sitting on their laurels. They just spike the football. They're, you know, they're doing the victory lap and life is, uh, is hunky dory on their end. But, um, for those of us who do see this as a threat, we need to take action. And John Oliver, you know, hit the nail on the head and I'm, I'm, uh, i've just uh, one of the main ones i, I i'm i've <laughs> just put in a lot of recurring donations to a lot of organizations such as afl cio and uh, truthout.org and, and democracy at work and i do believe i'm anyway I, I think I'm subscribed to you I, I need to double check that but anyway, in any case um, I usually hate hearing my voice on the radio. Um, I love listening to other callers you guys are awesome. I are the encourage to come to get on and, and, and just talk and speak your voice. So anyways yes I am uh, you know I urge everyone out there if you can't do anything but anything the least you can do is find a website donate five bucks, six bucks a month if you can do more do more. But seriously, they're not doing this, and so we must because we have to. <laughs> like you said, you know, hindsight. I'm unlike the uh, much like the uh, year we're looking at forward to is 2020. So let's do the best we can. Um, I urge everyone to get out there, log on, find a, a news outlet that, that that or or an organization that that. that that speaks to you to, to your values and something that you uphold whether it's like economics or environment or whatnot and and um and contribute contribute and, and take part also uh jay i want to let you know that i i did start a democracy at work group here in san antonio well I'm outside San Antonio, Texas, but I call it Democracy at Work San Antonio. I am on Facebook, Democracy at Work San Antonio. So if, if uh, any folks out there in the central Texas area or the San Antonio area would like to contact me, you know, just look me up on Facebook, Democracy at Work San Antonio. All right. Thanks, Jay. This is Luis again. And, um, thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye.
6: Hey Jay, this is Matt from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, if you remember, uh, I called in after the climate change episode and, and hopefully encouraged a few people and threw some encouraging words out there to keep up the good fight. Don't stop. Keep on, keep it on, keep moving, baby. Here's the thing, man. Th- this political climate is so fucked. And you know, I just got done listening to um, your latest episode. Uh, And I will be calling my local government and telling them what a douchebag Mr. Sessions is. Above and beyond that, I I still want to encourage people get off your butts, make those phone calls, talk to people, create advocacy groups. Don't sit idle. If somebody asks me what I'm up to, I'll tell them. And if somebody bitches and moans and complains about something that's They're griping about whether it be government or non-government. My first question is going to be, what are you doing? What are you doing for it? What are you doing to fight against it? Words are great. You know, we've developed an awesome language, and and communication is key. But get off your ass and do something. Now, I say this with modesty, uh, but I do want to toot my own horn a bit. So just to... Expand. I'm starting my own nonprofit, 501c3. Uh, we're in the process of forming. Um, that's the legal verbiage my <laughs> business attorney uh, told me to make sure I use. The whole, one of the, the whole ideas here, the, there, there's a, a dull purpose. Um, one of my focuses is going to be environment. I am so passionate about Mother Nature and so pissed off that the, the, we don't give a shit about it. And the, you know, the land is is just going away. All these natural resources, the drilling, the fracking, tar sands—it's all bullshit. We have solar power. We have geothermal power. Why are we not investing in these? You look at countries around us, Germany, the Netherlands—they're all using alternative fuel sources because they see how fucked we are if we keep putting holes in the earth and taking shit out of it. It drives me up a wall. So, I, I've been in talks with a couple different environmental and nature advocacy groups, which, due to my language and strong feelings, I'll leave their names out for now. But if Venture Mode is the name of the nonprofit, I'm not trying to get a plug. I'm just trying to build substance. VentureMode.org is the website. And, and I'm telling you, man, I'm coming for them. And Seriously, I, I'm, I'm t- tired of sitting in a cubicle. I'm tired of fucking sitting idle. I'm tired of watching just... Everything be destroyed and and proper fucked. I am getting my ass out there, and I'm taking this mission nationwide. I'm sick of this crap. And, you know, I encourage everybody else to do so, please. I don't care if it's environmental or whatever your cause is. Get up and do something. I want to see you go viral Let's to make the media pay attention to you. Make them pay attention to you. If they don't want to give you the air coverage and they want to cover this garbage and this crap all day, every day, make them listen to you. Uh, call your senators, call your government, local, state, federal. Make your voice heard. Call them once a day, twice a day, 30 times a day. Start a Facebook page. Start a Twitter page. Start a movement. Get up and get people going. One thing that I learned, okay, and, and is people generally, and this is a generalization, and please don't take offense, generally like to follow think about it like this when you were back in high school and the teacher would ask for volunteers okay uh, who would raise their hand you know it was like pulling teeth and try to get somebody to volunteer to walk up to the chalkboard to solve a math problem or walk up to the chalkboard to write their thoughts or whatever the assignment might be but there's always that one person in class that would raise their hand and I, I encourage you whoever that one person was look what they're doing now I would be willing to bet that they are leading something or they are a staple in something. You can be that person. It takes one person to get up and go and mobilize. Again, with modesty, I'll give you another example. I hosted an e-waste cleanup uh, in my current company. It was budgeted for four hours, okay, noon to four. We filled a 26-foot box truck full of old shit and e-waste in an hour and 15 minutes and i had to shut the event down as soon as i sent the email it took one email to mobilize 11 people who raised their hand in my classroom essentially and jumped on board i had volunteers the reason that we filled that box truck in an hour and 15 minutes full of truckloads and cargo vans full of crap from the the local business park in the local community was because i found 11 people out of a company of 3,000 who gave a shit. Those were my
12: champions.
6: They ran with it. They took it. They came with me, and they joined the brigade. You, as an individual, do not understand how much power you have. Just get your voice heard. Get out there. People will follow. People will join you. They need somebody to light a fire under their ass, and that person can be anybody on this goddamn planet. So thanks, Jay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'm taking action, man. So look for me. I'm, I'm going to be around, bro. So um, keep up the great work. I appreciate everything. And thanks for keeping me informed. These morning commutes are way long <laughs> and total hell. So best of the left gives me something to uh, think about here. All right. Later on, man.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to the volunteers who helped gather clips to make this show possible. Thanks to Amanda Hoffman for all of her work on our social media outlets and activism segments. And thanks to all those who called into the voicemail line. If you'd like to leave a comment, question, or explanation of something so we all understand it better, simply record a message at 202-999-3991. Now, I'm going to make a bigger point, but I cannot help but start from Matt's comments about his commute. I feel your pain. I grew up in the suburbs. I, I know the commuting lifestyle well. And as much as I love Matt and anyone else who uses their commute to stay up to date on Best of the Left, I have to say, do yourself a favor and just Google the term, the true cost of commuting, and read up on some of the articles that come up. It may turn out, and you know, I, obviously I don't know your situation, but it may turn out that paying more for housing to be closer to your job will end up saving you money if you maybe sell one of your extra cars or just don't buy all that gas or don't have to repair your car, all of those things. Just read the articles, see how much of it can be applied to your life and see how much of your time you can get back by not spending it sitting in your car. Now, this is leading to something bigger, as I said. The other day, Amanda says to me, turns out the GOP is going to defund Planned Parenthood at the same time as they repeal Obamacare. And my answer was, okay. And what I meant by that okay was, I don't have time to become emotionally invested in that story right now because I'm busy panicking about our digital privacy and civil liberties. And the conversation that she and I had after that was about how we cannot afford to become overwhelmed We need to take care of ourselves and our mental state so that we are as effective as possible. So I could not possibly love more Matt's comments about the actions he's taking. And I I wish every person in the country had the time and energy and drive to do exactly that. But that wouldn't stop me from saying you need to make sure to take care of yourself. In the episode a couple back, where I did the retrospective from 2007. There was a little bit of talk about how I burned out on this show when I first started. And I didn't, I don't think I mentioned it, but the way I started the show was five episodes per week, Monday through Friday. I was so excited about this show. I was so pumped to do it. And I technically had the time, so I did it. I You know, the show was less complicated back then. There were no voicemails. I talked a lot less. I didn't have to worry about ads. You know, none of that. But five shows a week was way too much. And it was completely predictable for me to burn myself out. And that's exactly what happened. So take action. Do what you can. But don't burn yourself out. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, financially. If you're worried about health insurance going up in cost see what you can do to save money. If you're worried about losing your health care or anything related to that, take care of yourself physically. These are not complicated things, but we so often fail to see the interconnectedness of all of these aspects of our life, and we see things like a commute as just an inevitable, necessary evil. But if you really take the time to step way back, look at the issue from a, a totally new angle, you may find that moving closer... Paying more for housing, paying less for your car, but walking or riding your bike to work means that you have more money and better health, all while saving gas and CO2 emissions and all of that. And you have more time in your life that's not spent in your car that you could spend founding your own nonprofit to kick some ass in the age of Trump. That's all I'm saying. So if you want to chime in on this, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have comments like Matt and you want to tell us about what you are doing to take action politically, I would love to hear it. If there are some actions you're taking personally to save your mental health, are you taking more walks in the park? Are you taking up painting? Anything, you know, what are you doing to save yourself mentally so that you can be more effective in your political action? I want to hear that too. The number again, 202-999-3991. That is going to be it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to those who support the show by becoming a member or making one-time donations as that is absolutely how the program survives. And Dave from Olympia was absolutely correct in recognizing that all Bonus content, members content, ad-free versions of the show, it all comes through the members feed now when you sign up as a member, or if you already are one, make sure you're signed up for that so you can get the ad-free versions and everything else. Of course, everyone can support the show just by telling everyone you know about it and leaving glowing reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Help us in our mission to aggregate and amplify the best progressive media by joining up with us on Facebook and Twitter and sharing all of the great content we're putting out there. And for details on the show itself, including links to all of the sources and music used in this and every episode, all that information can always be found in the show notes on the blog. So coming to you from inside the Beltway yet outside the conventional wisdom of Washington, D.C., my name is Jay. And this has been the Best of the Left podcast coming to you every Tuesday and Friday. Thanks entirely to the members and donors to the show from bestoftheleft.com.
15: And it's a and shame how we get so trained.